Okay, we promised we'd be back with another Dilemmas episode. Yes, we did. And now we're back with another Dilemmas episode because you guys have sent in quite a few Dilemmas for us to go through. Yeah, I keep sending them though. Yeah, keep sending them. Shall we just get straight into it? Hit me. Obviously, these Dilemmas came in before we released the one which said keep them shorter so these ones are still long okay so the drill is the same i'm gonna read the whole dilemma and then if we need to edit some out we'll edit some out if there's any useless information yeah okay so hi both hope you're doing well how formal (laughs) (laughs) i recently discovered your podcast and i think it's great and equally love that it's so real I have worked in HR for 16 years in a range of different industries and have level 7 CIPD. I have been with my current employer for almost seven years. I report into someone who was the HR director, but now her role has changed to more op space. She has only ever worked in this company 14 years in HR and has no CIPD qualifications and no plans to do it either. At times, I have to educate her on things and remind her about potential claims if we go down the route she has suggested. My current role is head of HR, but when I first started, I was employed as a HR manager. Over the years, I've asked about promotions, development and pay rises in line with the market. All have been declined. I was told I need to do my own PDP, personal development plan, and it was not my manager's responsibility to do so. And I was only promoted to head of HR in 2022 following returning from maternity leave. And they didn't want my maternity cover to go back to her advisor role. Oh, when i asked for a head of department role before covid and my maternity leave i was always told no despite others being promoted to head of department in other departments with no qualifications or previous experience in their field more recently i have started to dislike my job due to the toxic environment lack of support and trying and i'm trying to find another job but it's hard i did ask the hr Sorry. I did ask about the HR director role when my manager's role changed and initially she told me I could not do it with no explanation. Then months later, the CEO suggested if I want it, I have to work on it and there would be a de- development path with no development plan. And I was told and I, and I was told there is nothing more in HR they can teach me. I knew at the time it was all to stop me from asking as nothing has come of it. Two days ago, I received notification of a job from a job board, which is a HR director role. And this is in my company and they have not advertised it internally. And I think it's to stop me from applying. Oh, wow. I also feel at times that there's an element of racism from the senior directors who state I am aggressive. I am not. I am direct and assertive. Yet my manager walks around swearing and no one bats an eyelid. We held an EDI seminar with clients and the CEO forgot to thank me for arranging this, but remembered my two white colleagues. Then my manager reminded him I organized it as well. And he said, oh, yeah, and insert name. He then said in front of everyone, I'm giving him death stares, which I wasn't. I was just shocked again. And this is another example where they say I'm aggressive. In relation to the HR director role, I am patiently waiting as I'm considering to raise a formal grievance something as a HR person I have never done before. I wanted to get your views on this. <sighs> well, first of all, don't stop looking for a new job. Yeah, <laughs> stay on them job boards. Yeah, like, don't stop looking for a new job. But also, 
I just feel like sometimes with companies you have to read between the lines mm. like what are they telling you versus what they're doing mm. okay they're telling you yeah if you work hard enough all right but now you're um posting the job externally and you haven't told me and you haven't told the person and it's, it's clearly not a big hr team exactly so and then somebody else who was covering you for maternity they don't want that person to go into a hr advisor role they want to keep them in the manager more, role exactly in a more senior and that's the position only that you got the Exactly, the and then that's exactly. That in the first place. So read between the lines, like move. Just just keep looking. Yeah, I like know that's the, what the, I think as well. Yeah, the job market is really crazy at the moment. But honestly, just keep looking. Now you've got on your CV head of HR. They can see promotion internally. They mm. don't know this backstory. So just keep looking. Seven years is also a decent amount of time. It's more than like a you've decent. done your stint, yeah. and also go where you can learn. Because, you know, there were two things. Either go where you're going to learn or go where they're going to appreciate you for, you know, what you actually have learned to date. Because at the mm. moment, it's feeling like you're not getting either. Like, your manager knows very little about HR. doesn't seem like she really is even interested. I really don't like those ones as well, where it's like you've only ever worked at one company. Maybe you were an office assistant, then they made you HR, and then you've been doing what they what you believe is HR for so long and probably relying on the people below you who have more experience. Like, what can you really learn from that person at this point? You know, and they're even telling you... <laughs> I'm so sorry, but they don't want you there. They're even telling you there's nothing more we can teach you. Yeah, exactly. They're literally saying... So oh, you've got your qualifications. Yeah, yeah, like you've got your qualification... <laughs> What they're even trying to tell you, we don't know if there's anything more for you here. And when they're saying that there's going to be a path, but they're not doing anything proactively to support that, like it, it just for me, I would just I would just be packing my bags. Yeah, same. Yeah, quiet quit. Exactly. <laughs> literally, I would quiet quit. I'd find another job. Literally, be on like what we were saying, what episode ago? Be on your laptop searching for jobs. Literally, like giving you know. Ref, get people to refer you you know i hope you've got a hr community that can help and you you've got well. 16 years of experience in yeah HR. that's a long you don't time need to, you don't need to be putting up with this exactly you don't need it know your worth yeah know your worth like you've got more experience than she does like than your manager and also that whole thing where it's like consistently forgetting you or excluding you like that's how they'll forget you for promotions forget you for salary increases yeah exactly and you said that before that um covid like you'd ask for a load of like increases or development and they just keep saying no 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 like if this was a relationship this is what i say if this was a relationship and you kept mm-hmm. asking somebody for something and they kept saying no even though it's something that you felt like you deserved or you wanted would you hang around or would you be like okay yeah deuces it's true some would hang around exactly but, but you don't want to be those people you don't want to be those people you don't want to yeah. be those people you want to <laughs> be the ones who know their worth and it's like it's just like that here, like you have to know your worth. Yeah, agreed. So yeah, keep looking. Yeah, I can't even give like, do we need to is there any more practical advice we can give about what she should do to I don't even, to be honest, I don't think you should. No. Obviously keep doing what you're doing, but just know that your best is not appreciated. So just keep looking for a new job. Yeah, because I just feel like it's not one of those things where we're gonna be like, Oh, this is how you could get them to recognize you not in this Listen, situation you've done you've done you've been there for seven years if they're not recognizing you by now, now then listen lost calls yeah listen to their behavior mm. and not their words agreed even their words are to be honest they're giving you a lot of hints in there it's true well. yeah yeah well hope that was kind of helpful yeah um so i have some of the dynamics from when we did a 
Q&A on Instagram. So if you're not following on Instagram, follow us at, at Everybody Hates HR Pod. Sometimes we'll put up a random Q&A of dilemmas or That's random where you get questions. That's up-to-date information. Actually, anything we're doing, probably put it on yeah. Instagram first. That's true. There's some funny ones that came in, like work bestie resigned what do i do which made me laugh but um okay so this one says how can i transition from the education sector brackets admin to a hr role outside of education i would start in education so would i i feel like that that i'm always seeing school hr roles I'm always seeing them. You know how I feel about yeah. school HR roles. <laughs> not everyone's experiences like yours. I hope. <laughs> I hope. But um, I would actually start in education, and this is not just this is in anything in general. Like if you're in a company or in an industry, sometimes it's just easier to transition within that industry because mm-hmm. you don't have to learn new industry or new company mm-hmm. and a new role. You're just learning a new role, and a lot of the stuff, like let's say, um, let's say in your school or university or wherever you work you already know the people, you know the systems, you know everything. So if you have to go then move into another role, then you're just learning a little part of it. And also they're usually more willing to give you a role. It's much harder to find another job where it's like entry level, even when it's at entry level, when you don't have experience in the industry or experience in the role. So I always recommend doing that. And if you don't want to do that, then, um, yeah, just make sure, you know, you're tailoring your CV towards the role and trying to get something on your cv that looks vaguely relevant to the role yeah i agree i would start in the industry that you're already in make relationships with individuals that could potentially help you transition into a more specific hr role and like be an admin in education i feel like it shouldn't be too hard to then transition into a hr admin role or assistant role from that if you've made the right connections to help you do that but yeah if you don't want to stay in education then I would say again like I'm just going by this minimal information I would say stay in the public sector for trying to transition at Mm -hmm. first because education it would be easy I guess to go into another public sector industry um so yeah I would do that but if you don't want to do that and want to go private then like Lola said you know which um transferable skills do you have from your admin role in education that you can put on your CV so that you can really push yourself when looking for um other roles outside of education but I feel like once you have that first role in HR no one doesn't really care where you, where you did it. Yeah, it, it doesn't actually, really matter. You can actually move around. Yeah, yeah. Like, what industries have you worked in? Mm, I've worked in... My actual very first role was in the NHS. But yeah, I've worked in NHS, I've worked in professional services, I've worked in uh, travel, sort of. Um, worked in marketing, fintech, recruitment. Yeah, I'll go anywhere. Yeah. Where the money resides. <laughs> That's where you go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's yeah. no like... What about nef- you? You've done... You're like tech, obviously, retail. Yeah, retail, um, pharmaceutical, education, <laughs> um, and tech. Yeah, I think that's it, you know. 
I don't know what um the recruitment company would class. I feel like HR is very transferable as long as you're not anywhere for too long. I want to say too long. I mean like like if you spend like ten years somewhere, then people are probably gonna box you in. Yeah, Whereas yeah. If you've done two years here, three years here, four years here, you can move anywhere you like. I think people are pretty open. Yeah, I think they like actually when they see that agility to be able to move from one industry to another and adapt to different client groups, to adapt to different like business models. I think they actually um, appreciate when people can do that. So all the best. Yeah. And also, one thing I always tell people, and sometimes people are like, oh, I think I said it on here before, but reach volunteering. Have I said it on here before? Yes, you have. Yeah, so if you want to make a career change and you have a little bit of extra time, especially if you're like in between jobs or whatever, I always recommend people to go on reach volunteering or any sort of volunteering, but that's the one that I've used in the past and I always recommend because you have a lot of charities who put up jobs who are looking for volunteer support. So let's say you're trying to move into HR. A charity who's looking for someone to support in HR they might be a bit more flexible especially if they're working for free on you know what they're looking for and when you've just got like three or four months of that like if you do it like five hours a week three or four months you can put down your CV and it just makes you look better do you know what so that just reminded me there's someone who listens to the pod actually but she um she was following black and HR still follows follows the pod as well and I don't know how we ended up speaking but anyway, she was in my DMs and during COVID, she did exactly that. She didn't have any HR experience and she volunteered for free as a HR advisor mm-hmm. for X amount of months. And then she got her first HR role after that. And then she just, today was her last day. So if she watches this, she'll know I'm talking about her. Today was her last day at her first HR role and she starts a new one very soon. But it was all from just working for free during yeah. COVID for a couple months. So obviously if you can... You can do it on the side, like you and, don't and to be honest, I think anybody can. Obviously, some people are like short on time, but some of some of the charities are so it's like flexible. one hour Three a day or a week. week. Yeah. yeah. So if you can and you want to transition, definitely look into it. They come up on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do anything. Like I'm starting to look into some stuff because I want to get some like non-exec type trustee experience. I just think it will be nice. Loda's brain never stops working by the way when it comes to making money yeah it's always ticking. you know what my ideal what my ideal role would be you know them board directors where they do like 12 meetings a year and they get paid like 80k oh my gosh <laughs> do you know what the first time i saw that was at my first ever hr job yeah and i was it was before everything was digital so i was going through all the mm-hmm. files yeah and i can't remember what my manager said to me but they told me this person was coming in and it was like, Mm-mm. like, oh, get things together. So I went through their file. Literally, they were contracted like to... six meetings or something. Yeah, it was literally like six or eight meetings. And they were, this is like 2014, and they were on like 75K for just those meetings. So when you see me, when, you, when <laughs> anyone connected with me, when you see, oh, you know, Lola's become trustee of this, just know that what it's loading. <laughs> know that I'm getting the experience for a reason. <sighs> what those non-exec directors, and then they, you're even, your next meeting could even be in Singapore. Literally. And they're <gasps> just there to go eat and drink, you know? Wow. <sighs> wow. But anyway, yeah. Because what, what impact are you making for your for six meetings a year? I'll bring HR expertise. It's minimal. It's HR minimal expertise. To be getting that much you money. Just need, they just need someone to have so that they can see that they've consulted yeah, more yeah, widely. Yeah. I've... I've Anyway, so I might even jump on that. I'm when not gonna you lie. See me that I've become non-executive director <laughs> of something, and it don't make no sense. Just close, close your eyes, close your mouth. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's the next one? Um. Okay, I 
I think it's another long-ish one. I think I'm going to jump on that. What? Non-exec. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next one. Red flags ahoy, please help. <laughs> um, hello, ladies. Your podcast is my new happy place. Oh, oh I love, love that. Thank you for coming. We love it. <laughs> I've got a dilemma. Multiple layers. <laughs> I've been working as a clothing manager for a national UK brand who have just gone through a significant amount of rerunning and change in operations. The training was terrible, if not non-existent. It's given Arcadia. <laughs> <laughs> and there were red flags flying at the interview stage. I don't feel ready for my role and the responsibility which comes with it. I completed five weeks of travelling to three cities for substandard training, in inverted uh in yeah quote it's quotes at one location the colleagues use racist and derogatory language daily in front of me regarding customer profiles over a two-week period i'm biracial west african origin so my hair is very curly (laughs) biracial girl Do you know he made one of those for like everything? Did he? There's one that's like, yeah. <laughs> he's got a whole like album and it's different types. One that's <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> we don't even know if it's a girl. <laughs> this is where it's all going off my head now. Um, I'm biracial, West African origin, so my hair is very curly. I look Caucasian due to my mum having red hair with green eyes. One day, I made the mistake of wearing my natural hair just to have... It wasn't a mistake. Yeah. It wasn't a mistake. Exactly. Don't let people make you think it's a mistake because they don't know how to manage themselves. One day, I made the mistake of wearing my natural hair just to have women dig their dirty hands into it at any given moment without a thought. I've tried to correct the behaviour, but I was told I was... But was told I was overreacting and that my hair was not going to fall out. (laughs) I returned to my contracted place of work to be told by a fellow manager that the store manager had commented about my performance to them and allegedly said I had an attitude problem. Oh, my gosh. My four-week probation interview was not completed on time and then I find out my manager will share the store. It's too late. My four-week probation interview was not completed on time and I then find out the manager I will share the store with in the exact same role as me, is earning a significant amount more than me per year and we're both salaried, £3,000 more. The fellow manager who earned the higher wage just quit without notice, so I decided to bring my salary difference to my boss's attention on return to my base store. He is not happy I, as I asked him to explain the difference in roles, to which he said there was none. I am now public enemy number one. His retort was, you agree to your salary. Everything in my body is telling me to run for the hills. HR are ignoring me after I ex- explained I need to raise a grievance. They never called me back like they said. I am currently signed off work. Please help. <laughs> I feel like we just can't keep giving people advice that they should leave their jobs. But at the same time. No, but you put your hand in my hair. We're going to fight. Like You can't you can't put your hand in, in my hair and tell me my hair's not going to fall out. Like... No, it's like punching someone in the mouth and telling them their teeth are not going to fall out. Like, that's what you've done. <laughs> like, don't touch me. Don't violate my personal space. I don't space. understand why people don't get this. Like, it's not even like even if you don't understand the hair thing, when did it become acceptable to touch your colleagues? Never. Like, I just don't get it. Like, why yeah. do people act like it's so above them to to understand the concept? Even if you don't understand, 
afro hair, natural hair, the relationship that a lot of black women have with their hair, you must understand personal boundaries. Like, I'd never feel the urge to touch any of my colleagues, regardless of what they look like. There is... I, why Why do you need to? Like, you to could come in with hair like Marge Simpson. I'm not going to touch you. To touch someone's hair is actually quite an intimate thing. It is. To touch anyone, anywhere, when you're... That's not if your someone, friend, it's not your partner. Don't touch if me. If someone touched my hair, yeah. Like, think about the situations where you could touch someone's hair at work. I, I think it's hard. actually quite an intimate thing. If a man, for instance, touched a woman's hair at work, I feel like that All could hell be... break loose. I feel like that could be grounds to say, imagine someone said, oh, your hair's nice, and they touch... Ugh! <laughs> Ugh! Oh, and they just touched it. Imagine if a man in your office came and said, oh, your hair's so nice and touched your hair. Would you not feel like... I've I've had a um, complaint like that before. Yeah, of course, because it's something to complain about. I would feel actually violated. Yeah, that's first. So that's number one. Like, that's just ridiculous. On that alone, the fact that they're not listening, you're signed off, my grievance would be pending. I don't don't wait for HR to contact you because they're probably happy and thinking, oh, they they're not going to raise it anymore. Mm. Like they've forgotten about it, so we don't need to contact you them. Don't need, you don't need their permission to raise a grievance. Exactly, just go and find raise the policy, it. send it, and they'll have to deal with it. Exactly, just raise it. And it's facts. They touched your hair. They shouldn't have done it. The 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 pay discretion. It's harder. Can I be honest? Because mm-hmm. they said it's three thousand pounds difference, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, because he lives. Mm. Yeah, but. After tax. After tax, what is 3K? I think it's partly the principle. No, actually, it's two things. It's partially it is because he lives, so that extra £200 in my pocket or whatever it is every month is going to help me. And then number two is the principle. And even if you were willing to let it go, the reaction of your manager will make you not want to. I do think... True, but not everyone is going to be paid the exact same. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I get that. So I feel like if they said, sorry, we can't do that, you negotiate what you negotiated... It's not ideal, but it is not. It's not unfair or untrue because yeah. that you will have situations like that. Like even if it's on a band, even if the band is ten k wide, not everyone is going to be exactly the same place mm-hmm. on the band, and there is an element of negotiation. Mm-hmm. It would be great if companies just bought everyone in the same amount and then raised everyone, but that's just how the NHS works, and actually, you don't want that. You want the ability for companies to have some flexibility. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. What you're saying, like it's not so much money like yeah. after tax to, to kind of fight over but literally every penny counts right now yeah but also maybe i'm not clear on timelines but it sounds like they just finished a uh, some form of probation mm-hmm. and then they they're in the role now Four back at probation. their yeah they're very early in this role yeah they're back at their base store now so to me um with the salary thing that's just i just i don't know if that would be a focus so early on like i would wait until i've really Proved myself. Show, demonstrate yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I would say, okay, now I can back my chat. I'm going to have this conversation, mm. one. Or two, I would find out what the the performance review structure is there. And if it's like, you know, in three months or six months or whatever, I'll be like, okay, cool. Well, I'll wait till then. And be ca- gathering your receipts exactly. in the meantime. It's what I would do. Again, though, like, it just sounds like another... I mean, retail in general is not for the faint-hearted. Mm. Like... You know, I you know I love my John Lewis days, but I've worked in many retail places yeah. before. Like John Lewis was great, but I've worked in loads of others, and it's really not for the thing. Do you know what it is? Yeah, retail. Everything just I find everything permeates through retail. Like I can't. All well, the retail just permeates through all the different levels, in even into head office. In the sense that people, even in HR, usually have retail backgrounds, so they worked on the shop floor, like you did. You worked on the shop floor, and then you go in and you work in the head office or something like that so a lot of the times i find that people that work in retail they're not necessarily that 
well trained. Mm. I had someone that actually worked at a company that I won't mention because she's my friend, but she was saying like she worked in finance and even a lot of the finance people they just used to work in store and then they brought them in and taught them how to do the specific tasks mm. that they did, but they didn't give them the training around, which meant that they weren't actually that great at their yeah. jobs. So it can work like that in HR where they're maybe not the best. But if you wanted to raise your grievance, raise your grievance. I wouldn't necessarily raise it about the pay, but how no, people... No, I would just raise about hair. I wouldn't yeah. raise it about about. And pay. even the things that they were saying in terms of customer profiles and like... Yeah, I would raise grievance against that. Managed, they probably didn't know she was mixed race. Yeah, that's a good point, which is why they felt comfortable, comfortable. to talk like that. So yeah, I'd bring that up as yeah. a grievance, yeah. But then my thing is, um, I'm not saying all retail is bad, but the chances of you getting a result that you're actually going to be satisfied with, just knowing the culture already that you've joined, you have to manage your expectations. But if she's joining a store manager, store manager, right? If you're managing a store, she must have lots of experience in retail. So you must be able to... No, nah, not necessarily. You don't have to have experience in retail? Mm, so. I mean, I was... Well, you must have worked in a few stores to, to know like, what's normal and what's not normal. Not necessarily, you know. you got, like, kids. I'm not saying this person is a kid. Managers. Managers, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm you saying, get kids. Store that, manager is a bit more serious. I don't agree, and I'm saying that from my experience at John Lewis. I, I say, as someone who like I've worked at a few stores, what I'll say when I worked at HM, yeah, I worked at HM in Canterbury actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, and did, I came um, to the one in London. Okay, do you in Canterbury? Like all the shops, jewelry. yeah, no, yeah. like it, it's <laughs> hello. I told you, hello, misery. But the people who were like the floor managers and the store manager, I mean, they just got so excited all the time that like, they just felt like. You know, they were, power keep, they were, yeah, like the power chips were crazy. But I do feel like there's a little bit more to it. But kind of all that aside, what I'm saying is, she, you, he or she must have worked at a number of. Oh no, she, right? She, I don't know, I don't know. But anyway, um, do you say I'm a biracial girl? No, we said that. Yeah, we said that. <laughs> we said that. They just said they're biracial. We 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 added the girl. Yeah. So when um. Like you, if you have experience, you'll know that some things are not normal. Like you've worked in stores before. Like, you but know. then it is normal in retail, though. What to just have a level of a, a general lack of professionalism? Yeah, there, there is. A, yeah, <laughs> there is a general lack of professionalism in retail. Do you know what? This is. I feel like I might be getting. Sorry, we'll come back to your dilemma. I just have to say this. Um, I felt like the other day, like, is it that I'm getting old? Because I really, I went to. I what I hate. Go on, yeah. tell me about the bad customer service you received. Yeah. <laughs> what I hate is when I get to the till and the two people on the till are just chatting amongst themselves. And I know I probably did it once, yeah. And actually, someone told me in H and M, but um, I hate it. I hate like if I come to you and you two are just having general conversation, you're not even acknowledging me. Ah, hi, and that's it. And you're saying, oh, what you did on the weekend? Are you okay? Talk when I'm gone. Like mm. engage me. Like even if you're not going to talk, but having a full conversation, like I'm not there. I think it's. I think it's crazy. I think it's crazy. Nah, it's it is. It's it so rude. It is rude. But this there's a lot of I'm not I'm being a bit ageist, but when you have young people working in retail. Yeah, and I, and I know when I was when chat. I was that same age I did it too. Yeah, we would, well, we would, not as we much. would congregate and then someone the department manager will be like, Disperse, please. You're not a gang. And it's just like shut man. Like I don't want to be here on a Saturday. You're lucky I'm here. Even I no, no, no. I just I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Um and I, I, I can't say anything because I would just judge myself too much if I was like, excuse me, I'm, you've got a customer here. Like, I feel like... No, but you should because, again, I know I keep going back to John Lewis, but they really taught me how to be somebody because the sort of customers that come into John Lewis, they will... They will say something. Uh, there's no way they won't <laughs> say nothing. They will say something to you. Mm. They'll be like, excuse me, 
I'm, I've been standing here for five minutes and I haven't been acknowledged. Mm. Like, they will let you know. So then you you have to, like, yeah. do what you're doing. And you know what it is? I think it's worse when it's, like, if I'm about to pay money. You know that when you go to the till and you've got too much stuff that you should have had on your butt? And I'm like, so... No, I did, I did, it doesn't look like me. In John Lewis, I've seen women put, because I worked in shoes, hats, and lingerie. Put the stuff I've down. I've seen them put stuff down because they weren't acknowledged. I'm not there yet. I actually I'm like, getting there. I, I actually like to shop on my own. Like, don't come and ask me too many questions. Do you know what? Yeah, we have, anyway, one hour. We'll circle okay, back after okay. the dilemma. We're digressing. Um, but yeah, raise a grievance on hair and the racist comments. discriminatory that is, that is, that comments is alone is enough. Even the yeah. even the comments, and they're talking about customers. I actually think one of the worst things, yeah, is having disdain for your own customers. Like, how can you not like the people that are paying you? Like, I hate it. It's giving Peckham Cosmetics, but have you seen the new name? I've seen Kings and Queens or something. They are mocking us. <laughs> they're absolutely mocking us. <laughs> Kings and queens. You think it would be like, yeah, so it's all good now. They think we're royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they stupid? No, but they actually know. But they, they will crumble. They, they will crumble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, having disdain for your own customers is like, I can't, I can't abide by it. How can you be talking about customers in a derogatory way? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, raise your grievance. Just go look in the policy. See, you have to send it to, send it to the right person, make sure you follow up, look for a new job. You're saying, look, the title of the dilemma was Red Flags Galore, like Red Flags or whatever it was. You're seeing them now. Don't be in the toilet in 12 months' time crying because you hate your job. It's true. Like, Do something now. The probation period is legit two ways. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's for them to assess you, but also for you to assess them. Of course, yeah. You know, like, be get on your Zoom because... Yeah, you can't say that you didn't see the red flag. They've mm-hmm. literally been there from the beginning, mm-hmm. and that's one thing. I, yeah, I can't, I can't deal with it. People will be like, "Oh yeah, but this, I but they literally showed you from the beginning, and you can who they are. Yeah, and you can. So you're consenting at this point. Yeah, I agree. So but yeah, raise your grievance in the meantime. Start looking for another. Let's see what they do with your grievance. Raise your grievance. Look for another job, but also see what they do with your grievance. If they're not serious about your grievance, then you know what to do. And yeah, and then your and then your manager is also not doing the right things. And I would say wait to talk about the pay. Just let it go. Yeah, no. yeah, agreed. Okay, cool. And, and, and you know, show your worth. Always. Anyway, Peckham Cosmetics. <clears throat> they are crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have to say, like, those, I mean, hopefully everyone who listens to the podcast knows, but there was a, basically a man who, for whatever reason, backstory, ended up strangling a customer um, in a Peckham Cosmetics shop, right? And I really think that disdain for your own customers is one thing I can't deal with. There's a shop, yeah, called Essence of Nature in Sydenham, black-owned hair shop, and I actually really love going there because when I go there, they're like, oh, do you need help? And I genuinely feel like they are asking me for help and not just trying to make sure I'm not stealing from their shop. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I go, when you go into some of these cosmetic shops, uh, yeah, they're like these black hair shops, which are never black-owned, or hardly ever black-owned, they literally ask you, if you need help but it feels so accusatory and they're like standing behind the shelf watching you and i'm like most of your customers if not all of your customers are black why do you still not trust us we're the ones who put money in your pocket mm-hmm. so yeah let them change they can change they can change their name to whatever they as want as much as they want <laughs> disgusting <laughs> i'm what actually so i'm you i was know, so, I'm so insulted happy that people by won't that let them leave. i'm so happy that people won't let them live like yes. it's so funny i just find it so funny kings and queens <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you know that's just taking an absolute piss? Because kings and queens, you're you're actually patronising us. You hate now. us, yeah. yeah you think nothing of us. You thought that ah, uh, if call I them, speak, just call them kings and queens. They'll, they'll, they'll let it go. Yeah, because they think they're royalty. You know, <laughs> it, at least if you close the shop, just move to another location, get a new. Front Apparently, man. that's one of many that he owns. Of course, they, so of course, literally, most of like let most go. of the cosmetic shop owners, they don't just own one. Anyway, there's a black hair subscription box called Treasure Trust. If you don't Start know, get to know. You can get all your stuff from there on monthly. You can pick what you want in the box and it comes straight to your doorstep. It's not even an ad. So it's you not know, an ad. You know, you know we mean it. Yeah. Big up founder, Jamelia, like Donaldson. Amazing. You'll go there instead. There we go. Yeah. Or Essence of Nature in Sydney. If you live around there. Um, next. Um, this is just a, a random one, which I'm like, mm, okay. So someone said, what is your take on getting close to other black women in the department? Should I be happy or should I be cautious? I don't know. Like, are they nice? <laughs> are they good people? Like, what kind of question is that? Like, should you be like, I'm not going to talk to black people. Like, talk to the people you want to talk to. <laughs> what kind of question is that? I don't know. Do you know what? No, let me. Do you know, okay, can I be honest again? Always. This Put is my the, honesty hat on. Is it always on? <laughs> is this my car on? <laughs> um, I think that you come across different types of people mm-hmm. in the workplace. Mm-hmm. When you are black, <laughs> mm. you can kind of, this sounds so bad, but you can basically kind of categorize where different black people I know where you're sit. going. Yeah? Yeah. So, and this doesn't just apply to black women, even though the dilemma specifically asked about black women. But, you know, if you come across a tap dancer, if you know what that means, you know what it means. I'm not going to explain myself. <laughs> if you don't know, you don't if know. If you know, you know. If yeah. you don't, go on Urban Dictionary. You know, you get others where you're like, oh, okay, I see you. We see each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's all good. Then you've got the ones who, you know, they're on a bit of a trip. They're a bit nervous. They're very much, you know, like... I know that we both are, but, like, this ain't the place. Yeah, Leave yeah. me the hell alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, maybe catch me at DLT or something. But right now, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't yeah, be I here. can't do this with you, yeah? You just... There's just different places I feel like I need sit. to break that down for the people who are not black. I mean, if you want to, you can. I'll give you a translation of what Vanessa <laughs> just said. So, basically... And that's my PG version. Yeah. I'm, and I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna give some some context, you know, for the people who are not in the bonnets. <laughs> so basically, tap dancer. Let's sort, let's say that's like people who are happy to perform towards whiteness. We'll say that, right? So like, I'll do whatever you want me to be. I'll, I mean, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be whoever you want me to be. I just want to fit in, and please, ideally, don't tell nobody that I'm black yeah like i'm black but i'm not one of those black people like i'm very like happy to reduce my blackness i'm happy to conform i'm happy to do anything so that i can fit in and i in my heart maybe i would like to be or i'm upset that i'm not white yeah yeah maybe that's not a bit unfair but and also i may also let people poke fun of my blackness sometimes Mm. yeah and then you get the people who are like probably me and you who were like i'm just here to live (laughs) maybe you're another black woman you understand my experience i'm happy to spend time with you i'm happy to you know use you as my safe space and somebody Mm -hmm. who might understand me in this workplace Mm -hmm. when i'm dealing with things that Mm -hmm. only somebody of you know similar 
background might understand mm-hmm. i see you mm-hmm. see you we you see, see me other. we see each other yeah. and then you have like other people who may have liked to be like me and Valisa, like I see you, but they're too nervous because maybe because they've experienced some workplace trauma mm-hmm, in mm-hmm, the past where mm-hmm. maybe they've been made fun of, maybe they've experienced racist comments, maybe they had another black person that they spoke to and people called them a gang. Mm. So now they're so scared that people might, you know, call you a gang if you're with another black person mm-hmm. or that there may be some negative impact of associating with other black people. They just stay well away. But outside of work, they are just, you know, that's where they explore their culture and feel happy to explore their blackness. But at work, yeah. they're just quiet and they won't really reference it unless somebody else does. And even then, it's like, <laughs> okay, bye. That was a great HR way of describing what I described. Thank you. Because when you said tap dancing, I was like, the people who know are going to get it. And the people who don't, they're not going to get it. Kudos yeah. to you, Lola. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I translate stuff to my clients. <laughs> but yeah, in general, trust who you want to trust. Like, black woman, not black woman, white woman, like, Listen, I told white you some, man, of my, some of my favorite like, 50 year old white men. For real, like, yeah, trust <laughs> you, who you want to trust. And not everyone is like you as well, like that whole thing. Like, imagine you're saying you're here talking about, oh, should you talk to the other black women in the office? They don't want to talk to you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Just, you're just, here writing dilemma about people that don't want to be your friend. <laughs> yeah, go with, go with your gut. I would say as well, be cautious of everybody. I don't care what race or gender, religion, whatever you are, like, you should have some sort of cautiousness when yeah, you meet like, anyone new stranger danger hello actually like <laughs> you can um just judge people on who like on who they are do you know what i mean like yeah see people who yeah do you know what one of my values. things i do this is gonna sound so tapped but um when i start at a new workplace i will say something like um i don't know it could be something really random like oh um I went to watch Arsenal play with my partner, something like that. Yeah. Mm. I want to see, once I've told that one person, I want to see how many people after that. Ask you about your partner. Yep. Or ask me, oh, about me going to see Arsenal. Then I know what sort of person you are. 100%. That's how you know who the talkers are. Do you think? 100%. Some people can't help themselves. Yeah, I had... um I had I had I used to have a friend, yeah. <laughs> used to used to, and I have most of the friends I have I've had it for a very long time. So if you're if you're on know. the if you're on the very small list of ex friends, something bad. But anyway, I used to have a friend who. Lola's a Leo. Sorry, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't even know what that means. My my Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know, but I hate you. <laughs> but yeah, so I had a friend who I um, I got a family member to refer them for a job. And then the family member then really put themselves, you know, on the line and said, oh, yeah, this person's really good for the job. Blah, blah. Anyway, they end up getting the job. Uh-huh. And so they were working with this particular family member. Mm-hmm. They then went uh, went on to tell people at work, my family member's business. <laughs> so it's such that people are now asking the family member about, oh, you know, your girlfriend this, your girlfriend that, blah, 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 blah. And my family member was like, I never told you people that. Like, why do you know? So she went to that office and told them oh, oh you know he's got a girlfriend oh my god she's so nice but he wasn't saying bad things he was saying oh he's, he's so yeah, but nice still blah, blah blah i'm like imagine somebody came to work didn't tell anyone about their personal life worked there for many years and then you show up and now everyone knows their business oh my gosh that's crazy isn't that's it that's very crazy i mean it's not the same then i felt bad because I'm, i introduced them, them to, to each yeah. other <laughs> it's not the same but i remember when i was working at um the the pharma company 
and I brought in three of two were friends. One was my partner's friend. Mm-hmm. Brought them all in, and they started calling me Vels. And I don't, I don't go by Vols in the workplace. Mm-hmm. I go by Velisa. Mm. And then because of them, everybody started calling me Vels. I, didn't like I was them. like, "What the hell? Have you, what have you done? Like, why, why is the head you, of communication calling me Vels? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? Like, I was so it's too and, familiar. And no one asked me if it was okay because of them. Not, but they, they knew these were my friends from mm. outside of work. But still, they were just like, oh, just out of the blue, one day, Vels. I was like, huh? I've had like, yeah, I think shortening, I think shortening names is too familiar. Unless someone is specific, he says, you know, like I work with um, one of my clients now, his name is Dave. He's David, but no one calls him David, except apparently his mum and his wife or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone else is Dave. So if someone's given you that, then fair enough. But like, I also worked with a director who was like, I'm Michael, don't call me Mike. Like, oh, don't okay. Don't call me Mike, and I and he was very adamant about don't call me Mike, and I and, and, and I hear and, it. Yeah, I hear it. Yeah, I hear, I hear it. it. Like in the workplace, call me Felisa. Uh, even initials. Do people call you V? Do people just random? People have the- tried and <laughs> and have felt. People have really tried v. and felt. Don't call v. me V. No one calls me V. Like no one. Don't do that. Do you know who the coolest people are though? Mm. The people who go by their last name in the workplace. I find those people cool. One of my clients has <laughs> three marks, and they're all very senior. So you. You have to like, you have to use their last name. I love that. I think it's quite cool. Mm. What, there's a company that we, one of my clients used to do some um, like employee surveys tool. And there's again, like loads of people called Sarah. And one of them has the last name Sloan. So they <laughs> everyone calls her Sloan. See, I like that. Yeah. I actually like Sloan as a first name. Sloan. It's all right. Yeah. Everyone calls Sounds like an actress. Should you do one more? Yeah. Okay, so the next dilemma is, thanks for the pod, love it, we'll cut to the chase, this is what I like. So, TLDR, which means too long, don't read, Um, so this is a short version, is a person on my team has been promoted for proactively taking on more responsibilities, but it came as a surprise to the rest of the team. Is this reasonable practice, or can it reinforce structural inequalities, or inequities, sorry? All right, the long version, it's not that long, it's all right. So long version, I'm in a temporary role as a team manager covering a six-month sabbatical. Mm -hmm. I'm usually a consultant and freelancer in the not-for-profit sector. Mm -hmm. I took this job at a global not-for-profit to get a taste of organisational life again. As part of the handover, the person I'm covering for told me she was trying to get a person on the team promoted, meaning a new job title with senior and a pay rise. Mm. The reason given was that this person had taken on lots of extra responsibilities without being asked. Basically, the person I am covering for was grateful that this person was stepping up a lot. I said I was concerned because there are structural factors that make some people more likely to step up. The promoted person is in the European time zone, so it's right in the middle, making it easier to connect with all the teams worldwide. The new team structure would also now have a team leader, brackets, white, two senior positions, brackets, white, and three junior positions, all people of colour, which made me uneasy. From my organisational experience, I think I've seen white people more often feel entitled to step up, raise their voice and claim responsibilities, and people of colour, especially women of colour, 
more often wait to be asked or say, can I help a lot? Maybe because they don't want to seem pushy or have someone challenge them and push back in their place if they do just start taking stuff on. The person I'm covering for asked HR because she said the policy was unclear, untested, as there had been some changes lately. HR came back and said yes, and the person has been promoted. The whole team are great. I feel I see the others stepping up just as much, but their style is less assertive. I'm not saying this person doesn't deserve to be rewarded for showing initiative. She's awesome. Her style is quite intense and she does do a lot. But would it be better practice to advertise opportunities like this for promotion? If there is to be a senior role in the team, give people a chance to apply openly rather than promote someone out the blue. Thanks for any thoughts. Keen to learn. P.S. My boss's boss heard I had raised concerns with my own boss about this and she got really defensive and told me it's all fine. So I feel a bit confused and would appreciate your expert advice. That's a hard one. Well, not hard, but I kind of get both sides. I understand why someone would want to reward someone who's stepping up and that behaviour, but I also think the role should be advertised. Like if there is a more senior role um, that you're going to create, I think, yeah, it should be. Or people, I think people should have equal opportunity to be promoted if there is a new role to get, but I also understand that everyone, not everyone's promotion ready at the time. So there should be an assessment and it should be compared. Yeah, I do think a lot of um, companies even when they do advertise a role where people can be promoted, sometimes they already know who it's going to be and it's just basically, yeah, it's just standard to basically pull it out there and let people apply, but they already know Mm. who they're going to give it to, especially when it's like, you know. There's a clear Yeah, yeah, and like everyone knows who it's going to be. I don't know if it was as clear to the team as it was to the others. I mean, the, senior the, the senior people who promoted that individual. Um, I don't know. Obviously, this person is a team lead, which is why they they have concerns, because it's their team. Um, I mean, you, you've raised it, which is good. I don't know. What do you think? So I think in, <clears throat> especially in, in not-for-profit and in the public sector, they are very much like, if there's a role, you need to apply. Mm. Um, and it needs to be advertised to everyone and a lot they did it do yeah and a lot of policy like usually it's governed by policies right and the policies say that if there's a role so let's say you work in the nhs and you're a band five hr person and a band six hr role comes up and you're the strongest hr person they're not just going to promote you they're going to make you apply for that role and other people are going to be able to apply and you may even if there's not enough necessarily comparators in the organization they might even put it external Mm. And obviously, you're in the business or you're in the organization, and you should have you ideally you come out top because you already have the the organizational experience and also just the experience in, in the role. So I know in the public sector and in most like charities that I've come across, that's what they would do. And I think if you need to look at what the practice is within the organization in general to make sure that there's fairness. If there is ordinary, like, is there a policy in place? That's the first thing I would check about how like the promotion or career development or whatever policy it is which says how you're supposed to do it if there's no policy that governs it i would look at what they usually do to make sure that people are at least being consistent and fair and if there's no policy and it hasn't happened before then it's a little bit more gray but i would still say that in a in a situation where you have all like more than one person doing the same role just to avoid conflict 
you need to put is it good to put people Agreed. through the process yeah but that's something they haven't done so I feel like it's it's too late but maybe as a team lead it would be good to voice going forward this is what I would have done based on my observations mm. of my own team because again with sometimes with senior leaders they're a bit far removed mm. so of course the one who's in their face is the one that they're going to target for promotion where he's saying they're all stepping up but they're just not as assertive mm. so it's it's then his role to step in and say do you know what? this is my observation these are all the strong performers on my team these are the people who could have potentially stepped into that role so I'm just a bit disappointed that you know they weren't given the opportunity to do the same as this person who I know has been more overt about wanting to step up and what he said about structural things is really true yeah like if we're just speaking candidly like white people typically will be feel more entitled they've probably been trampled down less in the past so like sometimes you are you just have a natural confidence that you would get from i don't know being in the majority but for instance if you're in a minoritized group sometimes you're just not as confident or don't want to rock the boat so there are certain things that will hold you back from you know speaking up or even culturally there's some kind of cultures where you wouldn't speak up and you would kind of wait but you would make sure that you know once you're told to do something not say you can't use initiative Mm -hmm. but you would do that thing really well and if you needed to step up and if you asked to step up you would and you might not want to step on people's toes so there's there's lots of other stuff which he says is true so Mm -hmm. i think in this particular case i would do what you said so i would raise it and i just make sure that people are aware Mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like this is like it's not necessarily the hill that I would die on, but I would I would make it known that yeah I think there's probably better ways that we could do this and could we consider X Y and Z and definitely if there's a policy or some previous history of doing certain things I would raise that as well. Yeah, and follow up in writing because you're in a temporary position, so you just need it somewhere for longevity where it can be hopefully like looked at after yeah. you're gone. And also. You're in a temporary role. I don't know if you want to stay or not, but I would say feel emboldened by the fact that you're in a temporary role. Yeah, like whilst you're about there, talk about your managed managers. Your managed manager is getting defensive, so yeah, <laughs> you're doing the right thing. You're so doing the right thing, exactly. Up. So if yeah. you, even if your manager's manager is not necessarily loving what you're saying, you're in a temporary role. Hopefully, you you don't feel the same as some people who might worry about their job security or their long term future in that organization. So just speak your truth, and if it if something good happens from it or maybe they learn that's great and if they don't then you tried yeah for real i hear that i I have one more question before we go okay as hr where do you go for hr advice you can't say yourself i wouldn't say myself like if you needed hr advice for yourself so if i was at a job and i was like i need something i'd just ask my friends like I'd i'd ask you okay i'd ask um i just ask people that i know that are in hr like yeah i'd probably come to you first <laughs> yeah i'd come to what you do, first what do I do? um i was someone was um speaking to me recently somebody who's senior in another industry and she was like do i have a hr mentor and because i ask because sometimes i just i think i probably need one like so i'm exploring that now i'm exploring whether i like i need somebody I would like to benefit from the experience of someone who's been in HR for a very long time and kind of seen and done it because I sometimes I do feel a bit like obviously I still have lots to learn but it would be helpful 
if I'm not the most senior person in the space or do, do you know what I mean I need to be yeah. able to go to people who have more experience than me yeah I feel like I take one from everywhere I've worked mm. like that but obviously I've I've spoken about it before but my favorite is definitely the um the senior director that I had at FB mm. like even th- I went to California with my current job and we met up because mm. she lives in California um, she's coming to my wedding. Oh, like, cute! I can't wait yeah, to meet her. like she's just amazing. Like, and she just has money that I aspire to have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good to have people like that. I have another one as well in London, um, who I really love. Um, Sheila, she's great as well. Like, and she's mm. specifically really senior in ER, which is helpful for me. So we go out to eat and discuss stuff. That's what, I think that's what I need because where I was like. For the last few years, I've been working for myself or one of the more senior people in the company. I was in the most senior HR people. I just feel like I've missed out on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm probably going to explore a little bit more or just being in more like HR spaces. Obviously, we have our community, which is great. Mm-hmm. But I want to make sure that I'm making more of a conscious effort to like network with HR people. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to point out, though, in terms of like, I feel like there's a lot of benefits for you coming from companies where you are the most senior or one of the most senior in HR in terms of developing your own skills and stuff. I feel like people kind of like shit on the matrix organizations quite a bit, mm. but that's what they're good for in that, that sense. You, there's so much there's that someone's you get. bosses, 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 yeah, boss, like, like, there's, stops, there's, yeah. There's, yeah, there's something for everyone. I think working in a big kind of highly matrix organisation, there's so much that you get from it. Mm. Even just being able to to manage, like, the different verticals mm-hmm. and horizontals at the same time to be okay. Like, I know when I was in, like, for instance, a consulting company, you might have someone that deals with a particular product but also sits in financial services. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, you sell X product and, you know, you need to know that product but you also need to know this industry. And mm. just even having to get your head around, like, that matrix structure and who to go to for certain things or who's, mm. who's manager, like, it really is is hard but you learn so much from just having to navigate like all the different relationships and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listen it's not a, it's not beyond me one day but do you see how i say lola's brain's always ticking in this one episode you've mentioned non-exec you've mentioned mentor i am a gen you've z mentioned- in my heart you keep saying you're gen z let me tell you what i'm gen z yeah i could even be alpha at this point i don't know but <laughs> i don't believe in job for life no neither do i Oh, we need to deal with that one as well. Maybe next time when we come back, yeah, we, had yeah, a, yeah. we had a query about that. But um, I don't believe in job for life. I don't even believe in job for 10 years. So mm-hmm. the reason I say these things is because I really genuinely believe that I could do all of them. Not at the same time, but at different stages of my career. I hear that. I'm not, I'm not even excluding marketing. I'm not excluding marketing. One day I could wake up and say, do you know what? Forget this HR stuff is long. Let me go do graphics. <laughs> do you know, I think I'd be really good in PR. I think you'd be great in PR. Yeah, I think I'd be. I've, it's something that I'm interested. I think I'd be a good manager as well, like for an entertainer. Yeah, social media manager. Not social media manager. <laughs> no, like no, no. P- I'm saying because oh. I, I feel like I feel like they could be like, oh, should we do this? You'd be like, how much is it paying? Okay, let's do it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but PR, that's my bag. Like you know, I think I could. I would be really good in PR. Quick question: Have you watched um, Waga for Christie, the Colleen thing? It's on my list. Don't spoil it. Okay. I can't wait. Okay, I'm watching it this weekend. I liked it. I love that Wayne Rooney got so involved. I, do you know what? <laughs> I, I, like I like you wanted her. to retrain as a lawyer, right? I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I love I love um Wayne Rooney. Okay, this is I'm gonna say this. I was I don't know if I should share it. I'm gonna share it. Okay. So recently you're gonna say that I'm mad, but or you're just gonna play into what you really think. So I give a lot of advice, but I can't give legal advice mm-hmm. because I'm not a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm not qualified. So it's been pissing me off recently that like if I can give the same advice, but if I give it to you as a lawyer, you have to pay so much more for it. If I give it to you as a qualified legal person, so I've been exploring recently. No, do you know what? <laughs> We're in sync. Do you know why? <laughs> One of my friends has been made redundant, mm-hmm. and she wanted um, me to look over the agreement. Yeah, and you know how they always give like certain amount of money when you take the agreement. Five hundred pounds, seventy thousand. Yeah. So she was like, "Oh, can you take it?" And I was like. No, no, I don't have a okay. I don't have a legal practice. So, but I think it, we it's something that we can explore. I d- actually think it's something we can do. You know what? I was doing a redundancy um, piece of work for one of my clients, and we had loads of them, and I needed like a lot of them were like really anxious. So they they were like, "Oh, I don't need legal advice." Like, you do need legal advice, or we can't do it. So I needed some lawyers, but I was really paranoid. I didn't want to send them all to the same lawyer so that they could be knowing what's in other people's agreements. So I went on the um, the Instagram page. And I was like, "Guys, send me your lawyers," and I just started referring work out to all these lawyers because, like, I needed. I couldn't have anyone going to the if same. I could do that. Yeah, and I trust you. You wouldn't you exactly. Wouldn't, yeah, I would have been a rich woman. But yeah, so I'm trying to see, but. The traditional way of becoming like a, a qualified legal person. We don't like need a lawyer, that. We just need the one that can read contracts. Yeah, no, but there is there is none. Like you have to become, you have to qualify. But there's a new route. Anyway, if I tell you what's in my head, guys, <laughs> there's a new route where you can basically do like two years. Okay. But the train, but then you have to go and do. You have to do some. You have to do some study, and then you go and you can qualify in two years. But I'm already say, on my Zoom, guys. Listen. Do you know, when I saw the salary of what they pay the people that are training us in this role, I said no. Cause I'm not going to Magic Circle Law Firm. I don't care about that. Yeah. I just need the bare minimum. Yeah, I just need to be able to two sign years. and it's two years. certified. And, and, and what, you have to practice within a specific, like... Let's you, discuss this off air. Yeah. I'm, I'm just telling you now, what I will tell you on air is that they're saying that they, you, they only need to pay you 23000 a year if you want to do that role. So there you go. In that training year, 23000 that's a wrap, guys. 